isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on the Ukraine president coming to Capitol Hill. Number two, where things stand on the Omni and the January 6th report. And number three, some unique insight into the new power dynamic between Kevin McCarthy and Senate Republicans. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Yesterday was a huge day for Punchbowl News. We broke the news that the Ukraine president was coming to Capitol Hill. There is a lot at stake here for Ukraine as the the Congress looks at passing a massive omnibus bill that's going to have a lot of funding for Ukraine. And as there's some wobbles of, of Republicans right now in terms of the, the whether and how much they want to keep spending to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia. Yeah, so let's start with the news here. Um, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has not left Ukraine that we know of since in the 300 days since the war began, um, since Russian Russia's aggr- aggression against Ukraine began exactly 300 days ago, as our new reporter and good friend Andrew DiStereo pointed out yesterday in our breaking news alert. It's been 300 days. So um, a very cloak and dagger uh, mission to the United States. This was kept under very, very close wraps. We caught wind of it yesterday afternoon um, and broke the news shortly thereafter. Now, Zelensky's coming to Washington. He will meet with President Joe Biden. He will hold a news conference with President Joe Biden and then will come to Capitol Hill this evening for a um, a joint session of Congress, a speech to a joint session of Congress, I believe around 730. Um, Now, just to note, I mean, I'm not actually sure a lot of people are going to be back in the Capitol uh, from the House. Um, A lot of people are going to be voting remote because this is a um, voting by proxy. That is this is because this is the 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 last week of session, people want to take advantage of proxy voting uh, before it goes away in the Republican majority. But maybe this press some people to come back. You're right on the fact that this is a um, it, it's a big moment because Republicans are losing faith in funding Ukraine to the extent that they funded it before. 
the United States is about to pass, the Congress is about to pass another $45 billion in aid to Ukraine as part of this end-of-year omnibus package. Republicans, House Republicans are turning against it. Senate Republicans don't really care what House Republicans say um, because they are 21 of them voted for the, the omnibus yesterday on a key procedural vote that will precede the passage at some point this week. Um, but this is a, a fascinating coda, I would say, to the um, just the entire year, right? I mean, Congress has been unusually united on supporting Ukraine as Russia continues to advance against the country. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi and the congressional leadership, which invited um, Zelensky to the Capitol, um, ha- you know, have have shepherded this incredible and unprecedented support for Ukraine. And uh, just a a it's a big moment. And it's to be honest with you, Anna, what a way to head Nancy Pelosi's speakership with a um, a visit by a prime a president and from a war torn country supported by the U.S. uh, in front of a joint session of Congress. I mean, I can't imagine what tonight's going to be like. Absolutely huge. I mean, when you think about it, just in terms of historical context, which we write about this morning, you know, Zelensky's not the first world leader to address lawmakers while their country is engulfed in war, but he's up there with British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who spoke in joint session in the midst of World War II, while Iraqi and Afghan leaders also made similar speeches in recent years. And, you know, if nothing else, to your point of the coda of the end of this year, it's been a very uh, tumultuous year. We're kind of still, I'll think of all, all that the country, our country has been through, but then you look at Zelensky, who's just this global symbol of Ukrainian courage, determination, facing overwhelming odds, um, expecting, I, uh, you know, this is going to be a very moving, he, he's a very, I think, powerful speaker uh, when it comes to the plight of Ukraine in the face of Russian aggression and the continued resolve of uh, he and, and and his country to try to stand up to Russia and the importance that it is having in terms of just the global dynamics. Yeah, um, it, it's it's quite amazing. And and um, especially as Congress prepares to pass this omnibus spending bill. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, The Senate trying to wrap up the omnibus as well as the January 6th panel prepping to report its release. I mean, I think all eyes and everybody downtown on Capitol Hill has been scrambling uh, as the omnibus has been released to finish this work on this nearly $1. trillion bill um, that could, you know, move as early as today, Jake. Could. (laughs) Could. They need a time (laughs) agreement. So here's the vibe at the moment. The as I noted a second ago, the um, the omnibus passed a key test vote, the motion to proceed with 71, I believe, votes um, yesterday, 21 Republicans joining with all. Yeah, that's right. 71 votes, 21 Republicans joining with all 50 Democrats to move to vote to um, uh, proceed to this bill and uh, with some big conservatives backing it, Tom Cotton, Marco Rubio, John Thune. Um, uh, a bunch of conservatives voting for this to proceed to this package doesn't guarantee they'll vote for it on final passage, but I would bet a lot of money that they will. So there's a lot of amendments in the mix, um, but it's Wednesday and government funding runs out Friday. This bill is going to pass. So it's a question of how much pain conservatives want to put Congress, put the Senate through um, before they get this done. Now, they're going to have to get some amendments. They'll get a budget point of order. They'll get an amendment to eliminate earmarks. The other amendments I'm not sure about, but um, 
they have to come to what's called a time agreement. Schumer has not filed cloture here. So he has not filed to end debate on the bill because he's hoping and he's right. He's going to get a time agreement with Republicans to give them some amendments and move this bill. That could happen today. More likely, it could happen tomorrow. And once this bill passes the Senate and gets over to the House, Pelosi's going to move quickly to get it done. And why? Because a storm is about to hit half the United States. I was just going to say the weather, man. It is uh, it is helping. And people uh, want to get people want to get home for the holidays. And by the way, many people know I am a airline geek. And I will just say this to people who are on Capitol Hill and thinking about this. Just because D.C. doesn't get snow doesn't mean we're not going to be screwed, because what happens is the whole system gets backed up, especially because because um, uh, weather is hitting the Midwest. I'm not a weatherman. Um, uh, I'll leave uh, just that a to plane others. man. You're just a plane guy. <laughs> I'm a plane guy. So what happens is planes get stuck in places like Chicago, Minneapolis or even elsewhere in the network, and they don't fly to Minneapolis or Chicago or Detroit or places in the Midwest. And then the entire system gets backed up. So. Planes don't make it to D.C. So if you have a jet, please let me know because I have somewhere I'd like to be. And if you have a jet in D.C., I'm very interested in taking a free ride. Um, I'm just kidding about He's that. kidding. He's <laughs> kidding. Let's just make sure everybody knows. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, I'll be taking the Punchball News jet. Wait, that doesn't exist either. Um, no. So this is so for and remember, members of Congress, many of them in the Midwest and even on the West Coast need to fly through some of the Midwest hubs. United has a Midwest hub. American has a Midwest hub. Delta has a Midwest hub. They all have Midwest hubs. And and that and that so people are going to be looking at that being like, oh, boy, I can't get home. So uh, we kind of expect at some point that this will that they will kind of get a deal. Pelosi will just slam it through the house. Now, McCarthy could slow it up. by give he has something called the magic minute, which means he could be recognized to speak for a minute, but he could go for as long as he wants. He's gone for hours before. So is Nancy Pelosi, to be clear. Um, so, um uh, you know, this doesn't need to go as fast as humanly. Uh, this, this this could go very fast. It might not go fast. It will pass the House. Um, all Democrats will vote yes. Uh, and some Republicans will vote yes, especially with the cover of 21 Senate Republicans voting yes. I mean, a resounding uh, vote for um uh, the omnibus and against McCarthy, who Kevin McCarthy, who has been railing against this thing. Yes, yeah, super interesting. Just the dynamics of not only the Republicans getting on board, I think the weather's in the mix. I just put my mother on a flight this morning uh, back to the Midwest. So hoping to mix, miss that weather, Jake. But I mean, it, you know, at the same point, it, it, it We've been talking about, you know, really the questions for weeks about whether or not this was going to get done by the 23rd. Was this going to be something that was going to be really pushing up until New Year's? And at the moment, as you said earlier, the vibe seems like this is going to get done here by Friday. Yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> let's, all, let's also talk about January 6th. We scooped on Tuesday that the select committee has begun turning over documents and transcripts to federal investigators following a request by special counsel Jack Smith, who is, of course, overseeing the twin criminal probes into former President Donald Trump. Um, but now, today, Mark's release of the Select Committee's final report, which is roughly 1,000 pages long, will take still take the panel several more days to complete its release of all of the ed evidence in its possession. But this is really kind of the culmination, the coda of this very, um, you know, historic committee. Yeah, the... the um 
the Ways and Means Committee went to court. The House went to court to compel the release of Donald Trump's tax returns. It was never really a close call because uh, the law says that this needs to be released to the Ways and Means and Senate Finance Committee. Um, uh, so they were going to get it. They're going to release it today. They voted in executive session to release it. Um, now I would argue that, uh, uh, this is not getting as much attention as possibly it should because, um, you know, I, I think because of Zelensky and because of the omnibus, but, um, uh, people have been clamoring for these releases for years, you know? So, um, we'll get this today, tomorrow at some point, there's a, there is a report out already, uh, that says that Donald Trump paid zero taxes in 2020, $1.1 million during his presidency. We'll get the releases. We'll get, uh, you know, uh, they are difficult to understand for a lot of people, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of analysis um, over the next couple of days. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, quick final note here. Let's get to the number three story of the morning, which uh, you can really go deep into, but uh, I think is really setting up the next Congress for us and the new power dynamic between McCarthy and Senate Republicans. You alluded to it uh, in the previous uh, conversation we were having. You know, in normal times, obviously, House and Senate Republicans try at least to uh, seem like they're working together, come to Congress with a unified front to fight against Democrats. But we are already seeing a breakdown of that, Jake. Yeah, uh, we'll deal with this quickly. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy on two different pages. McCarthy has said... He will not take any bills from anybody who has um, uh, any legislative priorities from people who voted for the omnibus, which basically means he's not going to have any legislative priorities from the Senate at all. Um, uh, I don't know that that's a sustainable position, but anyway, we we shall see. Kevin McCarthy's running for the speakership. So, um, uh, but a a big gap between these two, uh, the Senate Republicans and McCarthy at this point. So um, we will see uh, how this all works out in the next Congress, which begins, Anna, in just like, I don't know, I guess uh, 13 (laughs) days. We're going to be in the 118th Congress in 13 days, which is like, no rest for the weary. I did think this was interesting, though, to end on this note. You know, when asked whether McConnell, when McConnell was asked Tuesday if he still supports McCarthy's bid for speaker, here's what he had to say. Quote, absolutely. I'm pulling for Kevin. I hope he makes it. Going to be interesting dynamic to watch for sure. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, please share the Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.